time to screw the norms. To fit in, we often hide what's on our minds, who we really are, or who we want to be, or even what we want to do. But now you're having the right conversations. Here, we'll talk about sex, relationships, and mental health, and how they interact with each other and so many other aspects of life. Shame can't survive when we're honest and curious with each other and ourselves. It's time for your mind to scream less and for you to screw more. I'm Rachel Wright, a non-monogamous queer psychotherapist and your host. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to The Right Conversations. This is a conversation about rope, erotic magic, and DS dynamics with the one and only Knox Black. I am so excited to talk today. And if you're like, wait, what is rope and what is erotic magic and what are DS dynamics, please keep listening. Um, If you know what one of those things are, please keep listening. And if you know what all three are, Also, please keep listening because I guarantee that you will take something away from today. Uh, Knox, hello. Oh my goodness. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure and a treasure. Oh, truly, truly. Will you introduce yourself for all of the fine listeners and tell them who you are, what you do, and uh, then we'll dive into our topics. Yeah. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Knox Black. I am a non-binary femme rope switch, meaning I tie and enjoy being tied. I am an erotic witch working with all of the yummy, sensual things within you, I, and the universe. I also am a model and photographer practicing and living on occupied Lenape land in Brooklyn, New York. I love you so much. <laughs> you got that. Oh, uh, like, hello. <laughs> it's true. It's true. So, okay. For anybody listening who may not be familiar with rope, with erotic magic and with DS stuff, let's start unpacking these. Um, talk to me about rope because I can obviously share my own experiences, which I will, if it, you know, gets appropriate, but also you are who I turn to for this. So can you tell the beautiful people what is, what is rope and why are we calling it rope and wherever you want to take that? Absolutely. Um, I think the best way to put it is for millennials. Maybe you were on Tumblr and you saw a picture of somebody being tied in something called Shibari. That was my first opening to it. And I said to myself, I'm going to figure out what this is. I'm going to figure out how to do it and I'm going to do it. And then 10 years later, here I am doing it, which is really fucking cool. Um, so yes. I utilize the term rope as opposed to shibari. Shibari is the traditional Japanese term for bondage, for Japanese bondage. And so being a white person in Western culture, I am utilizing rope. Um, and so that would be where you see somebody tied and suspended in the air, or maybe they are tied to a chair. Maybe, maybe you've seen somebody on TikTok tying a chair or guitar. Probably don't try and figure out what they're doing. Um, but that's, that is those media points where we see it in real time where we can say, okay, I 
Thank you so much, Knox. I, I, I have seen this once or twice, or maybe my friend showed me this thing and I thought it was cool and weird and I got scared and it also made me curious. Um, so that is rope. It is, it is all of the things. It could just be as simple as tying a toe. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can do yeah. as much or as little. It's as immersive or as um, simple as you want it to be. So. I really appreciate the explanation of both the spectrum of rope and then also why you call it rope and not shibari. I often on field will see people like, you know, some like 32 year old cis white dude who's like, I practice shibari. Yes. And I'm like, Like, really? Listen, John. (laughs) 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 Matt's like, and that's, that's not to say that there are not wonderful people in rope who happen to be a cis white man. Yes. But and it's a but, not an and. Yes. But <laughs> there are a lot more cis white men who take it upon themselves to say, okay, I've been doing this for three months and I can, I can do, I can do it all. I can put somebody in the air. And I had, I had a man say this to me when I was literally teaching a single column tie, which for those who don't know what that is, that is, that is the groundwork for everything. That is your rope zero. You know, it's a part of what you just learn and it's something that you drill. And I taught it to this person and he said, okay, so in about three months I can, I can suspend people. And I said, Michael, do you want to kill somebody? Michael. (laughs) And I tell this story all the time because there's comedy in it because the way that I said it was exactly like that. And also it's very real. The, the, the idea that it's something that you can just throw yourself into and it's so easy. I call it a slow burn of a learn. You have to be okay with the slow burn. You have to be okay with the fact that you're going to fuck up and have to try again. You have to be okay with the fact that you're going to learn it one way and then somebody's going to say, mm, no, this is actually not how it's properly done. And so circling back to the spectrum of it being something that can be super simple, super intricate, that also leads me to wanting to say rope in terms of where it lands on kink versus sexual. Thank right? you for that. You literally took the question out of my mouth. Now. Out of your mouth. Yeah. So, and for me, I think that maybe this could be informed by how long I've been a part of the community because I am autistic and we, we have like range. Uh, There's like a different kind of range that we, we understand the world, but rope for me is so non-sexual. It is something where I, if my little sister was like, dude, what the fuck is this? I would be like, yo, let's go, bro. And, and, you know, be, be super like friendly, casual. What it really boils down to is a trust between the person that you're tying and the person tying that you can advocate for yourself and that you feel comfortable to advocate for yourself if you need something. Um, and that it's a safe person to be doing it with, but rope as in terms of sexual things, that's something that I literally just started to explore with my partner. 
And Mm. I was talking with my friend who I tie a lot and we were facilitating a rope jam last night. Her name is Fairy Bruises. And she was like, I just started to add this extra layer in. And it's so weird for me. It's so, it's so interesting because it's not something that I've explored. And for anybody who has not seen Fairy Bruises on Instagram, please go see her. She's fucking incredible. Um, and like a huge, a huge slut loves impact, loves like all of these different things and combines kink and sex a lot. And this was an area where we were like, wow, rope and sex, how strange. And it's been fun. It's, it's like a new, it's, it's new, it's curious. And I'm, I'm like, okay, so how do I not try and teach during this? How do I, how do I, how do I like just let go? (laughs) Um, And it's been fun. That's so, okay. I, I will share momentarily why I started getting tied and we can talk as much or as little as we want to about that. Um, But I'm wondering for anyone listening as someone who ties so beautifully and wonderfully and creates such a safe environment. To be very clear, Knox ties me. Um, I will (laughs) let anyone else who's involved talk about it on their own, but I have been tied by Knox many times and it has been one of the most liberating, freeing, connective, emotional, healthy growth experiences of my life. Um, it is truly, if I were to put it in a budgeting category, I would put it in the therapy category. Like I receive a similar experience emotionally and in my nervous system when I get tied by knocks as when I see my therapist and have a great session. Um, so it has been really life-changing for me. And I'm curious to ask you, cause you come in contact with far more people who are seeking this service and experience, what are some of the main reasons why people come to you? And like, if someone's listening, how can they know that they're a quote unquote good candidate for, for being tied? So I'm going to take the latter half of that first. Anybody is a good candidate to be tied. It does not matter how old you are. So long as you are of legal age, I, I like to say 21 because I I think that folks entering kink should have a few years to be with their friends, to be with people their age, to be a part of that. So my personal opinion is I, I would say 21 and up. Um, any age, any size, any gender, any size. Like if you are a human being with limbs, whether you are of able body, disabled body, we can work together to figure out what feels best for you. We can stay on the ground. We can go in the air for five seconds. If it's something where you want to come down immediately because you, you just wanted five minutes, that's if you are somebody with a body, you could benefit from rope. And I would say I, I have a form that folks fill out that are just, you know, basic questions. And mm-hmm. one of them is what is attracting you to rope? Do you have any experience? And I would say 90% of what's in my cloud right now of forms is people saying, I'm wanting to 
turn my brain off for a minute. I'm really Mm. feeling the need and the desire to connect with my body. I'm really wanting to feel the potential, like the strength, the sheer fucking strength that comes from physical strength that comes from being tied by rope with your body weight and gravity. It's, it's an incredible thing. And I would absolutely say that it, it has somatic therapy type of reactions to the body. Go to therapy and yes, do yes. rope. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, Go to thank therapy you for that. <laughs> and do rope. But it does, it does have a different, a different experience than your talk therapy because yeah. I'm, I'm not going to sit there and talk to you about, you know, the things harping on your life. I'm going to sit there hyping you the fuck up. I'm going to sit yeah. there, um, celebrating you. I'm going to sit there and see your partner, um, watch you be a fucking badass. And it's such an honor to be a witness to so many people simply saying to me, I never thought that I could do this. Mm. I, I never saw representation of myself online. I never saw a rope person that I felt comfortable to, to reach out to. And I think that that is, it's just such a special thing that I'm able to be the authentic, absolutely ridiculous goofball that I am because on the internet, I look, I look hard. Um, (laughs) That is true. (laughs) Once people hear my voice, they're like, oh shit. Okay. And I think that that's really what it is, is that moment that people come through my front door because I tie in my home and my studio that my partner and I built together. Um, And I think that that initial coming through the door and me being like, hello, it really allows those nerves because you're allowed to be nervous. You're allowed to um, have anxiety about it. It's def- It's a new experience. Anxiety and nerves are completely normal. And I will sit there validating all of those feelings. And I'm going to sit there and talk you through every single step that happens. That's a huge thing that I do to allow people to ease into rope, especially if there's somebody new is yeah. I'm going to sit there and I'm going to walk you through it all. You should feel pressure here. This should be a release for this area. You know, and of course I'm not in people's bodies, so I, I can't. Yeah, be but for it's sure, almost but like the- you are. <laughs> I like, and I I'm- can speak to this from experience. <laughs> your, your ability to not just name it, but communicate that effectively and at the best time. Like you don't say it too far in advance to where there's space for anxiety to creep in. And you don't say it too close to it happening to where it's like, and it's happening right now as I say it. Like there, it's just, you find this like perfect spot to where I hear what you say and then there's the physical sensation and then, oh, there we are. Okay. It's beautiful. And I think that, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I think that 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 allows conversation to flow more freely 
during rope, I think that a lot of times folks see people being bent in half on the internet and crying and <laughs> super suffering and tortury. And while that's a great space in rope, which is a very specific sector of rope, which is, you know, mm-hmm. the super suffering kind, there's also so much more outside of that. And that idea that rope is meant to be painful and suffering and torturous in my opinion, is a very patriarchal idea of kink, of BDSM, of rope, of anything where we're utilizing our body and we're doing something, you know, intense, sure. We're doing something of challenge, but it doesn't have to be this horrible thing where we're sitting there moaning, groaning, groaning and crying. That can be a great opportunity and experience and you also have a million and one ways that you can explore rope. And I think that topping, bottoming, and self-tying is why that communication that you just mentioned, the ability to kind of step into the body. Yeah. Um, it's definitely informed by what I call the trifecta, which is tying, being tied, and self-tying. You've probably figured this out by yourself by now, but if you own a vulva, did you know that there is a three in five chance that having penetrative sex doesn't result in an orgasm? Enter Zumio. (laughs) Zumio is a -a one-of-a-kind toy with the sole purpose of providing a unique, stimulating experience. And guess what? It doesn't even vibrate. It rotates with a concentrated pinpoint energy that allows you to control how and where you use it. There are four different models specifically designed for your personal intensity preferences. And Zumio is great for vulva mapping and exploring the rest of your body, whether that is solo or with a partner. Check out www.myzumio.com slash Rachel, that's R-A-C-H-E-L, for a special discount for the Right Conversations listeners and take control of your orgasms today. It's so would you, okay, let's say someone and this, then we'll move into to magic next. If <laughs> someone is interested in trying rope, but they don't live in the New York area. So if anyone listening lives in the New York metro area, like literally, even if you're in like fucking Connecticut, I'm telling if you, you in the tri-state. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like come see Knox. So let's say someone listening is not in this area at all. How do you recommend someone a find, uh, a rope practitioner, um, and be vet them to exactly what you're saying. Yes. Um, incredible question. I have had people travel from literally Washington state to come. and, And that was, that was a huge moment of, holy fuck. I think I'm good. It was, it was like, it was a huge moment of being like, what the hell? You know, the, the little man in your brain's like, um, I'm so glad you had that moment. It was, it was, it was fucking sick. Um, it was so (laughs) fucking cool. It was so cool. And it was so honoring. It was so Mm. honoring that somebody built a vacation, you know, they, they had plenty of other shit going on, but that it was because they wanted to come and do a thing together. And that's so cool. But if you, if you do not have the ability to travel across the country or across the world, 
oh my God, please, yes, be in your space. Also to find community where you live is so important. That is such a special feeling. And I was talking to Rachel literally right before we started recording about how special it is that I'm starting to come into a community again after a long time of being in flux and how wonderful it feels. So my biggest things, um, honestly, queer people kind, they kind of know what's going on. Um, talk to your queer friends, talk to your friends who talk about leather, like be word of mouth is something that's so important. I would say go online. There's a lot of yucky people online. Mm-hmm. I think talking, talking to your friends, um, if you do see somebody who is a professional within your vicinity, reach out to them, book them for a session, pay for their video education. Leaf Bound in Los Angeles is an incredible educator and trans rope person. You can also DM me on Instagram and you're like, Hey, I live here. Do you know anybody that mm. you can recommend contact other people who can vouch for somebody. Um, and I think that those would be the best ways to just start dipping your toe. Once you have a buddy, once you have a group of two, three, four friends, you can start going online and going to these events. The best thing to do is to not go to an online event where you don't know anybody alone. Start making some like friends that are into the same shit as you. Maybe they're a leather smith. Maybe they're sitting there like mm-hmm. making homemade knives, which is so fucking cool. You know, um, create a buddy or a pack and then start to explore the public world. Talk Love to that. people. Love that. Yeah. Ugh, amazing. Okay. So transitioning now into erotic magic. What <laughs> can you define this for people? Oh my God. Um, yeah, can I can I? <laughs> um so erotic magic is is honestly just a a sector, a piece of witchcraft. Um that is informed by our erotic self. Um, the erotic self is more than just your genitals. Your your erotic well-being can inform so many areas of your life. Um, and this can look as simple as holding intentional space for you to care for your body. Mm. That can be sensual and magical as fuck. Um, I am somebody who utilizes ceremonial magic. So I will, if you book me for erotic witchy shit, I have all the candles everywhere. I have my altar. I am opening up my circle. I'm talking to my ancestors. I'm talking to my spirit guides. I am out here making sure that it is as in touch to the fucking energy of the universe as possible. I am somebody who 100% believes in things outside of the here and now. There are ghosts everywhere we look. There are guides everywhere. Mother Earth speaks to us. Father, Son, Sister Moon, like we are out here. 
And so it's, it's really just a sector within witchcraft that is focused on the erotic self. So do people book you for this? Is this something you practice on your own? Like how, what do you want humans listening to this to take away about this topic? That's a wonderful, gosh, you got all the questions. Hey, thanks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is something that I practice independently. And this is something that I do in one-on-one settings. And I am beginning to do some workshops and some ritualistic shit in the New York city area. Um, so this is something where it gets misconstrued. I think a lot men will DM me on Instagram and be like, I see you're a sex witch. Um, does this mean that you like you will have sex with me and you are a witch? And I'm like, <laughs> no, your context clue. There really were no context clues. So I, I see where the yes, no, I can give you a well, like a beautiful list of incredible sex workers that you should be hiring. No, honey, we're going to talk about your trauma and why, why you're going through like these sexual hangups. We're going to talk about shame. We're going to talk about the things that are blocking you from advocating for your pleasure, from experiencing pleasure in a fulfilling way, not in a mundane maintenance kind of way. We're going to talk about how coming out was really fucking hard and that you st- like you you don't know what to do with that. And that it's so it's so cool that our erotic body erotic body. Um let's let's define that. When I say erotic body, my my take on that is Yes, our pleasure, but pleasure beyond an orgasm, right? Pleasure, just having pleasure in our life, walking down the street and feeling whole and fulfilled, talking to your parental figure and talk and saying, this is, you know, this is what I'm doing. These are my partners and this is my life and being able to detach yourself from that shame that we Mm. inherently feel being a part of a Christian white monogamous country, right? Like we we are bred to believe that sex is to make babies and that you cannot be fulfilled if you're exploring desire. Um, And so the erotic body, yeah, we're talking about pleasure in all different ways. We are talking about um, our skin. We're talking about our, our actual skin, like the thing that holds us together that we really don't care for. And that's something that I talk about mm-hmm. in rope a lot as well Is it is quite literally the largest organ that we have. It is an, or it's an organ and we don't fucking care for it. I don't moisturize every day. I know that plenty yep. of people do not moisturize their body head to toe every single day. And being with somebody that can care for the, the, this, is such a self-care kind of experience. And so, yeah, erotic body, pleasure, skin, all of that good stuff. So when it is with an individual, I usually have 
probably 30 minutes where I just talk with them. I gather astrology info because yes, I am that astrology gay. Um, I, I talk about what are things that are, that are stopping you from advocating for your desires? What are things that are coming up for you when you're having sex that are making you feel detached from your present moment? Um, and moving through those things, I create individual rituals, embodiment practices, um, making literal talismans and spell bottles and things for people to carry with them. I, I do the whole woo-woo, out of a movie, out of a book, which, and then some type of shit. <laughs> obsessed. Okay. So (laughs) I want to talk for so much longer and we have like five to seven more minutes together. We've got this. Okay. DS dynamics. How does this play into, first of all, what is your definition? Not like what, you know, dictionary, well, not the fucking dictionary.com has (laughs) definitions for this, but like, you know, the kink version of dictionary.com, um, not the official definition of DS, but how do you want to define it? And then how do how do they relate? How do power dynamics relate to these things that we've been talking about, to the erotic self, to rope, um, and frankly, to life in general for you? Yeah. Um, I, DS, a dom-sub relationship. For me, that looks like I am a collared submissive and a 24-7 dynamic with my partner. Um, We have been within this dynamic for a year and a little, a little more, 14 months. Um, Hey. (laughs) um, And it, for me, I, I practice that in so many different ways. We have, we have a full contract that we have written with expectations for one another, with promises of care for one another. We have gone through all of, all of the ins and outs of what, um, a daddy and a submissive look like together. Um, I think that, I think that it's something that can be so beneficial for so many different people, whether you are somebody, I, I am actively reparenting myself with my partner's help. My, my partner is not reparenting me. I am reparenting myself with my partner's help. I come from a background with an incredible broken home. My dad died when I was nine. My mom was an undiagnosed bipolar and I, it was really fucking shitty. I, I am, you know, going through my talk therapy and EMDR and I'm like, holy shit, I was fucking traumatized. And I'm able to sit here and settle into my small space is what I call it. And my partner and I can build Legos together. I never fucking built Legos with my parents. I'm able to sit there in color. I'm able to have cute lunches made for me with peanut butter sandwiches cut out in the shape of dolphins kissing, like silly things (laughs) that we would think really don't matter, but are so important to me. And it's something that is really healing that inner child. 
Um, and I think that that's something that so many people experience shame about, right? They don't yeah. want, they think that it's fucked up because age is, you know, age, I'm of legal age. My partner's of legal age. Age play is taboo. You know, you're, there's, there's inherent things within us that we have been conditioned to believe that kind of block us from wanting to explore yeah. these. So in my witchy sessions, talking about DS, people's attraction, people's repulsion, like what are these things that make, that make this good or bad in your brain and how, if you want to explore it, how can we work together to get you there? Um, Thank you for bringing this up because I, I think that there's such a misconception around age play Mm -hmm. Like people hear it and they automatically think of like, you pretend to be five and I'll pretend to be a pedophile. Like that's like what pops in. No, like big red. Like no, (laughs) no. Um, Yeah, yeah. It is. It is so. It is two consenting adults saying yes. I am. I am saying yes to regressing. Which for people who have experienced childhood trauma, for people who are neurodivergent, for people who um, have bipolar, who have BPD, Uh regression is something that comes very naturally to the body. It is the brain's way of protecting itself and being in a relationship with someone or someones. Uh you are able to cherish that regression. And there's so many people who utilize age regression in a very non-sexual way. That is also a spectrum that could be a whole fucking episode. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. You're just going to have to come back on and we're going to have to like, I guess we're just going to have to keep coming back and talking about all of these things. Yep. And I guess we'll just have to keep being friends. Fine. I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) I, okay. So to, Oh God, I want to talk for so much longer. If, zoom out this whole conversation. What do you want people? Obviously there were lots of takeaways. Um, but if you had to summarize into a couple sentences, what you want folks to take away from this, what do you want to leave them with? The world is not a vacuum. Hmm. nothing in this world is one thing. There are 8 billion, maybe 9 billion at this point, who fucking knows? So many people on this planet right now to say that one thing is only one thing is a disservice to yourself and everyone else living on this planet. Kink is not a vacuum. Sex is not a vacuum. Everything is on a spectrum. Everything has multitudes. Everything has facets. And to allow yourself to explore those facets, be open to the fact that you could talk to your mom about your who the fuck you are and it not be fucking weird. You can regress in age play. And that does not mean that you are an immoral person. It does not speak on your ethics. It is you doing what feels good for you. You can be tied in rope and it have nothing to do with any kind of dominant submissive. You can just be tying with a friend who is there to celebrate you, to cheer you on, 
to see what you can do with your fucking dope vessel because mm-hmm. we have these meat sacks and we should fucking use them. <laughs> it was, you are really, it so was really, really cute and and well-spoken. And then I had to say meat sack and I was like, okay, here we are. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. Full circle. I love it. So where can folks find you? And I will drop all of this in the, in the show notes. Um, the best way to find me right now is Instagram. It is not N-O-T. N-O-X-B-L-A-C-K underscore not Knox Black. We love when Zucky likes to fucking rain on your parade. I've been deleted 12 times. Um, Instagram is the best 12. It's kind of obnoxious. Um, And on my Instagram, there is a link tree with links to other podcasts, to articles, to ways that you can find me, events that I'm doing, and so many other things. So right now... It'll be the gram. Beautiful. Thank yeah. you. You're wonderful. Thank you. You're I so wonderful. appreciate you. Thank I you. so appreciate you. <laughs> oh, see, friends, go follow, go follow Knox. You'll learn so much and just feel wonderful anytime you see their posts. <laughs> That's all for today, you sexy folks. What questions came to mind as you were listening? Continue the conversation with me over on Instagram at the right underscore Rachel. And don't forget, please leave a rating and a review so that we can continue erasing shame and stigma together.